The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A new whiskey distillery built into one of Belfast's most historic sites, the Thompson Dock and Pump House, where the ill-fated Titanic once stood, is going to open to the public shortly. It will be the city's first distillery to open in almost 100 years, offering an authentic look into its past and the once prominent whiskey tradition here in Belfast. Well, I'm joined by uh, two people, the director of Titanic Distillers, Peter Lavery, and by the head distiller, uh, Damien Rafferty. Good morning and welcome to you both. Peter, we have to talk to you first. You and I met before. We certainly did, Pat, just under 27 years ago on the Late Late Show, and I'm still living, which is unbelievable. (laughs) Now, there was a very special reason why you and I were talking then. Well, as people say in Belfast, I had the right ticket as a bus driver for 11 years, and I had the the winning ticket on the 18th of May, 96, and uh, I scooped over £10 million. Wow. And so began a career in business, leaving bus driving behind. Well, still a couple of bus licenses, Pat, just in case. Ever, <laughs> just in case. Just in case there's more crash or something other. At least it's still there a few bobs. You know? Now, you've had so many adventures in the meantime, we're not even going to go there. We'll talk about your latest one, which is uh, this new distillery. Now, I was down at the, the pump house last evening. What an extraordinary piece of industrial archaeology. It's unbelievable. I believe the, the building itself lends itself to what we've turned, t- turned it into, the new distillery, but uh, most importantly, we've respected the past of it. Yeah. And, now, uh, it's, it's called the pump house, and the, it, it, it does exactly what it said on the tin. It pumped water. Explain what its job was. It pumped the water out of Thompson Dock at the time of 1911. It was the biggest dock in the world, and pumped the water back into Belfast Lock. Yeah. Now, now, just to explain, this is a dry dock, and of course, in order to sail a vessel in, you have to have water in it. Yes. The vessel sails in, they, they close, close the, gate, the gates. And that be the water back into the lock. And then they take the water, they pump the water out of uh, the dry dock and into the lagoon. That's right. How many gallons in the dry dock? There was at least 23 million gallons in the dry dock, and inside 100 minutes, I was completely empty. 100 minutes to yes. move 23 million gallons. Now, the pumps are enormous. They certainly are. Today, they'd probably make them half the size or even quarter the size, but still impressive to have them sitting there and it was impressive to keep them and to showcase them and to let people see what, what the type of size they were at the time. And right beside the pump house, this dry dock, it's literally, you walk out the back door and it's 10 paces away so I can look down into the dock and people, when you're open for business, will be able to actually get into the dock. You'll be able to do tours of the dock itself, walk right down into the dock and walk the length of the dock and hear some of the history about all the faults of the dock, how the water went out of the dock and everything else and how the men entered and worked on the ships. Yeah. Now, this was the dock uh, in which Titanic was fitted and it was through those doors that it sailed out, um, not on its final voyage, but to be fitted out and all the rest. Exactly. That's where the final fitting happened. It left from here, to settle on the side here, part here at the dock, and then they took it from here to, to Cove, as you know, and then to Liverpool and Southampton. Then yeah. where it was so to get a sense of how big Titanic was, all you have to do is look at this dry dock, and that was the size of the hull, because it was uh, it was right up to the gate, really, when it, when it, was, it came in. It was an inch off the gate. Was an inch off length. the gate. It was a length right up to the build it, the, the max to size of Titanic to, to suit the dock. Okay. Now, um, th- there are steps down into the dock, which your visitors are going to be using. Um, they used to run down those steps 
explain why they ran these workers. I mean, hard job to do. Why would you waste energy running down the steps? Well, there's, there's actually four ways. The men out there to dock to work all nine of the ships, and there's, there's lifts or walks and staircase right down in four locations, and lift shafts to bring slides to bring the materials down. And when the Abbey to dock, and the water come out of it, the men run down into the dock. Not to work, would work hard or fast, it was to get their dinner. The, the fish, fish, the fish were left flapping around they in the dry dock. But, and the men were back in the quad pot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had their lunch. So, so this is the, the piece of industrial archaeology, a wonderful building um, erected in 19... 1907 to 19, 1911. And it's made of red brick and a, a kind of a yellow creamy yeah. brick as well. It's a beautiful piece of architecture hiding behind it some incredible machinery. Certainly is. People walk in, including yourself, just they think you're amazed to see what was still sitting there. And that's why we thought as a new company and to make it into a whiskey distillery, what we wanted to protect and use and showcase the whole that. So it means you're getting a bit of the old Belfast, but then whiskey wasn't old in Belfast either because it was old also. So it's not new to Belfast. Yeah. So, so I've seen all the machinery from the pump house. It's still there, all of it, and the, 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 the piping and the ducts and all the rest of it. And you've kind of erected your own stills around. You've intertwined it in the spaces that are left. To, to make your whiskey. Well, that's why we're classed ourselves as a floating distillery. We're built right around it. And when, we come, when you do come back to Belfast, Pat, and we'll bring you right down into the pumps, you'll be able to have a glass of uh, whiskey in the underneath ground level, so you're under sea level to have a wee drink. Have a drink. Now, if you take it off the still, it'll be Pachin. <laughs> well, sure, Pachin be all right. Pachin. We won't tell the revenue we're having a little t tipple. <laughs> well, the problem is everybody thinks Pachin is illegal. The only thing illegal about patching was you don't pay duty on it, but as long as you pay the duty on it, you can drink it. So as long as I pay the revenue a few... Pay the revenue, don't take it their fine. money, they're happy to have a tip. Now tell me what gave you the idea of going into whiskey in this wonderfully historic place. Well, I've been in the whiskey business for around 20 years now. I owned a brand called Danny Boy, which I sold. Uh, I sold many, many years ago and I also acquired the Titanic brand. and. Uh, and then I sold the, tit the Dolly Boy brand on and kept Titanic and I was looking for a location to put the new whiskey still in and I didn't realise it was still sitting with nothing in it and I was starting negotiating with the, the owners of the, of the building and uh, I was able to obtain a, a very long lease of 125 years and uh, we decided to put our investment into this building to transform it from the old pump house into yeah. the new whiskey distillery. Are you not worried about renewing when the 125-year lease runs out? Well, Mr. Bag told me it's going to live to 200, you know, so <laughs> I'll take a chance. You know. <laughs> now, now the, the, the whiskey is going to be distilled uh, there, and you're proving your stills at the moment. This is where Damien comes in. Damien, you are the chief distiller. Okay, Tell us yes. a, about, a bit about your experience in whiskey making. Um, well, I suppose originally, I, I, like life isn't straightforward. So I trained as a, an engineer back back when, and um, worked in heavy civils. And um, after a period of working in that, I took a, a career break and sort of seen other avenues, and um, just took, started again and as a junior brewer and worked my way up. So you were a, a senior civil engineer at mm -hmm. this point, having had a lot of experience, and you go back to basics, an apprentice brewer. Yeah, I always had a, an interest in it, and it's very transferable, the skills. You know, you need a, a head for numbers and you know, a science background, and, but also it's creative, which is, um, which is something I really enjoy, and working with my hands, so it's, um, it's a perfect career for me. I, I really enjoy it, and this building as well, it's, it's a great marry of that great civil 
infrastructure right yeah. in with um, the creativity of distilling. Now, what about uh, your own experience of distilling? Because it is obviously, it's a craft, it's an art, really, because uh, so many whiskies are so different. I mean, in theory, it's the same spirit, mm-hmm. but you can have 10 bottles of whiskey and they're 10 different drinks. That's right, yeah. It's, um, it's a lovely mix of like art versus science. Um, there's so many variables that can be manipulated in, in the brew house and then with the stills. Um, and then with the cask selection and maturation so, and, and blending after that. So there's so many um, variables and um, that's what I really love to do is to experiment and push the boundaries of like flavours. So when you're trying to work out a blend for a whiskey, uh, a recipe for a whiskey, mm-hmm. um, do you do it on basically the kitchen stove first? Uh, we can um, start with like no small homebrew kits and, and scale that up and um, see where it takes us. Um, but generally we'll tweak small little, uh, small tweaks in the, in the big scale and that usually is where we hone in on our flavours. It might take a while to get there, but we'll get there. Now, I don't know whether Peter gave away trade secrets last night, but he was uh, telling me that there might be a, a sort of a PT element to this. Um, yes, so our, our blend um, is a lovely, it's a mix of all the styles available really on Ireland. And um, we do have that sort of peat um element in there and it really is a good nod to Belfast in that traditional industrial environment and um, but going forward like we can we can make more peated whiskey here as well. Okay and you make vodka as well so you'll have whiskey and vodka. In terms of of reaching the the broader world Peter I mean Titanic is an iconic name Um, so it'll sell people would just love to have a bottle of Titanic whiskey at home on the shelf, even if they never drank it. Exactly, and we've, we've proved that in the past, even if we put our blend out there to see what the feeling was, and we thought it was important to make sure we had the right blend, so we stood up with the, with the brand name. And uh, we're very confident that even in this week, we've had another big hit with uh, another big shipping company to take us on board, and it's been an amazing experience to get that far. So even before we open the doors here, we're... We're starting to walk, and uh, in the next lot of weeks, we'll be part of the new tourist trail here. And we're yeah. sitting in the most beautiful centre here in Belfast now. And you think 12 years ago, started from zero now, sitting nearly at 800,000 visitors. So, even in our estimation, our building's a lot smaller scale. If we can end up with 15% of our visitors here, we'll be doing very, very well and yeah. be another addition for Belfast. Yeah. I mean, it's only a few minutes' walk from the door of uh, Titanic Belfast to your distillery. Exactly, we're five minutes walk away, yeah. five, six minutes walk away, and uh, so it's a lot of attraction for Belfast, and hopefully we can attract more tourists for the city and help the whole city. Yeah, there's so many things to do in this quarter alone. I mean, you could spend, I don't know, ages in your distillery, you'd spend hours in Titanic uh, Belfast itself, and then uh, right beside you is HMS Caroline. Tell me about the Caroline, because it dates from the First World War. It certainly does, and uh, they've just uh, done a lot of refurbing into it also now, and they're opening the doors here in the next week or two also. So It's a gunship. It's a gunship. It's an old warship from the, from the, the, the as you say, 80 years ago, and that's been sitting there, and that's, it's going to be helping. Hopefully we can help Carline, and Carline can help us. So I think all this in this area, as you said, Pat, it should be a walking, a walking experience, but you have three different types of an attraction to go to. Yeah, uh, it's uh, also going to be joined by another vessel. The Caroline will have a companion vessel, which you're responsible for. Well, we've just got a boat sitting across the river here, which you just can't see this, from this point of view here today, but we've got a new 60-seater uh, 
boat, tour boat up and down the lagging. We've actually called it Lady of the Lagging. So uh, hopefully in the next two to three weeks, again, that will help to bring drive passengers down, right down to here. So, so that'll go right into the heart of Belfast and out and around the nose. Right round the nose of Titanic, and we've got a, a marvellous seal sanctuary here, right round the corner from it. And then we'll fancy end up underneath the cranes of, of uh, Harlem with the Samson and Glaive, the most famous cranes in the world. It's fantastic. Peter, you're indefatigable. You're a, a, a bundle of energy and innovation, and you're a wonderful asset to Belfast. Thank you, Pat. That's uh, Peter Lavery, director of Titanic Distillers, and uh, along with uh, Damien Rafferty, who's the head distiller, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that first taste, legal or illegal, when the, <laughs> the time comes. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.